Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey there, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steaming Licker. And in this week's show, the boys try to play nice with Winetta Trucks after Mo was a little rough with her last week. And also this week, the boys finally leave the safety of the living quarters of Eox and go out into the blasted wilds to encounter God knows what. Also this week, for my GM PC tip, I discuss player aids and how they can be used and enhance your game. So for those of you who actually know this adventure path and have followed it or played it, you'll know that in the middle of book three, which is right about now, there is an encounter which is a rather large and difficult encounter. People have been wondering how these guys will handle this encounter, whether they'll live, whether they'll die, what craziness is going to be in store for them. And I will tell you that this is the week that you've all been waiting for, where they finally encounter, well, the beast. I will not say exactly what happens, but I will say that it doesn't quite go as you might expect. I'm not going to go into details this week. I'll probably save that for next week. Also this week, I dropped an episode yesterday, a surprise episode, of an interview with Rob McKeary from Paizo, the creative director for Starfinder, where we talk all about the three new classes. For somehow, if you managed to miss that interview, just go to uh, RollForCombat.com and check out the interview from yesterday. You can also just subscribe to the podcast, and you should have gotten it automatically, and you could just play it at your heart's content. Also, if you're interested in actually playing some of the new classes during the playtest, do come to our Discord channel at discord.rollforcombat.com, where you can join us where we're starting several games where people are actually going to get to play and try out the new classes on our Discord site. But with that, let's jump right into the show, as I'm sure everyone wants to see how it unfolds. All right, Mo has had enough of this. He's going to try and intimidate. Okay, he's going up to the... Really? You can intimidate your contact? Okay. Yes, I am. John Stats is playing the Vesk soldier, Mo Dupinski. All right. I'm going to say, enough of this. You, your, your job is to clean the streets, and we're doing your job for you. These are, these are corpse fleet hooligans, and... We, we're, 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 we're bringing them. This is, this is some of your homework we're bringing in. So Street justice. Chris Beamer is playing the Lashunta operative, Hiroji. I don't want to hear anything about us cleaning up anything. This is your job. And he rolls a 18. And not for nothing. I imagine uh, none of you really want trouble with the Ministry of Eternal Vigilance for the fact that apparently... Well, Rusty, you're not there. Killing- you're outside. 
yeah, you're Oh, I'm sorry. I take that back. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. So she, uh, she all looks sad. She puts up a little sign that says, we'll be back in five minutes. And she's like, I'm on my break and goes and goes upstairs. All right. Well, while she's on her break, I'm going to start looking at these bodies closely. Uh, Mo is not liking this. He's going to start taking healing serums. <laughs> he's, uh, there's a lot of red on him and he's going to just like go through like how many rounds, I guess, that she's going to be upstairs. I'm going to go through at least four he- healing serums. I think I have 14 on me. Okay, start rolling. Uh, you go through the bodies. They don't actually have anything on them uh, showing any identification, but you do find a cred stick. 15 for four healing serums. I rolled a one, a three, a six, and a five. You find a cred stick on each of them. Cool. How much uh, total? Total? 5,000 credits. Nice. So 2,500 each? That is correct. I like the cred sticks. They did. They give us cred sticks in this adventure path. I yeah, like that. That's I do thing. like that. That's a good thing. Where'd, where'd Rusty go? Yeah, I'm calling everybody inside. There, there, there's calling a, a situation. meeting? Yeah, there's a situation. All right, I saunter in, trying to look cool. <laughs> you do. Um, she's upstairs. I'm getting some very bad uh, uh, feelings about her. She's, she's not taking her job seriously, and... Well, I mean, you did yell at her, so yeah, well, <laughs> you probably scared her. I don't off. know how much I, I succeeded, though, so I, I don't like her reaction. Uh, Maybe you better let the silver tongue of Rusty uh, try and uh, assuage. Well, I, 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 why don't I have a conversation with her? She seemed also, uh, she and I had a rapport, I found. Right, I believe that's true. But yeah. not only that, if there is a problem, I would say we're not going to take justice into our own hands. We'll simply contact Chisix, who's the one who put us onto her, and mention that perhaps there's a problem here on Eox. All right. Well, I- I'm going to follow right behind you. And now, you, you know the old expression. I can play the bad cop. You, 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 catch, you can catch more flies with, with vat-grown flesh than you can with honey on this planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want flies, though. I uh, I can't be diplomatic i only have intimidate so well rusty can help you there so yeah so well, she's upstairs bad cop, she went upstairs your version of a cop is not now did anybody see anything but instead your version is to walk around the crowd saying you didn't did you you did it wait yeah. it was you wasn't it i'm Confess. more of a soldier than a cop pretty much. pretty much bad cop worst cop not a lot of civilian training i understand yeah. uh so you have to go upstairs to where her dwellings are. I, I... Uh, okay, I will follow up after her, politely. Uh, Calling ahead to say, oh, now I hope you don't mind my following. But shucks, I heard that nasty old Vex wasn't all that friendly to you. I'm feeling very yeah. Western today. Yeah. I know, I kind of went into a Western drawl, too. <laughs> so you, uh, you go upstairs, you know, you go past the tape where it says, like, do not enter, and you go to the upper floor, and this obviously is the personal quarters of trucks, and you can see that there are several supply and storage rooms. And one of them has been cleared out. This was obviously for you. It looks like there were filing cabinets and office furniture that once stood there as all the stains on the rug. But they were all moved into the corner. And it now holds four thin foam sleeping mats on the floor as well. And there's also a small washroom and deep sink. 
Well, that's... Uh, it was obviously put nice. out just for you. Thin. And, well, anyhow, th yeah, three sleeping mats and one, like, four-poster bed. <laughs> hey, wait a second. Jason McDonald is playing the Soki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone, Cheddar. Her room, you presume she's in, is locked, and she's in her bed. Well, I'm coming and I'm making noise as I approach, saying, now, Trucks, I'm hoping you're willing to talk to me. I'm just going to knock here on the door and I hope you'll come out. But if not, I certainly understand. If my friend was rude, I just want to apologize, obviously. But what am I saying? If my friend was rude. Because my friend was rude, I'd like to apologize. Mo's getting ready for a strength check on the door. She, she, uh, she hears, really? Really? So you, you hear through the door, uh, maybe what could be sobbing. You're not exactly sure. She's like, I've, I'm just sitting here doing my job. I set up this nice place for you. I've, I'm just sitting here. Uh, I'm the only one on this entire damn planet who, who works at this ministry. You start bringing dead bodies. This vest starts yelling at me. You know, I don't get paid enough for this. That's not what I'm here for. Well, I don't want to speak badly about anyone, but, you know, the Vesk. I mean, come on. So, I mean, it's that it's, I'm hoping you're not going to hold it against the rest of us. I mean, if you'll remember from your life, you were a human like myself. You know that we're nicer than all that. So, I mean, if you're willing to come out, I'm going to come downstairs. I'm certainly not going to let him yell at you again. But I think all of us are going to want to thank you for the really very nice appointments that you've set up in this room. I've just seen it down the hall. It's gorgeous. Uh, by the way, she's saying all this in the Oxian, so uh, Mo can't. Yeah, that's fine. I'm responding in the same. I figured. Uh, so Mo, you have no idea what's going on. Uh, she's she's like Mo's downstairs. Well, maybe may, no. Mo, uh, I'm, I'm right next to her. My diplomacy of that was 33. Maybe Mo should take some Eoxian. He's the only one who doesn't seem to know what's going on. <laughs> he uh, definitely doesn't know what's going on ever. as usual. Ever. She's like, well, okay, just. Just someone help me clean up the mess downstairs. You know, this is a government office, and, and you guys are bringing dead bodies. Well, you know what I mean. Deader bodies and uh, uh, mucking up the floor. <laughs> Inanimate uh, bodies, yeah. Exactly. Like, dead, dead. And, and you know, obviously, uh, uh, I don't want to get in trouble with anyone around here. You know, uh, it's not good uh, optics if, uh, if you, you start coming in and you start seeing the dead corpse fleet agents on the floor, or God knows whatever they are. Well... I agree with you there, but I do want to say you can also advertise very quietly that any corpse fleet agents that have come here, you've taken care of. So hmm. you can perhaps advertise and let people know that you're extremely good at your job. Perhaps. Perhaps. But, you know, that might mean that more people come here and it just makes more work for me. And, uh, you know what? Let's just call it a draw and just uh, let's just clean it up and we'll forget this whole thing happened. Sounds good to me. All right. So she opens up the door. And she uh, comes out and she sees Mo there and gives a shot. And she sort of growls at you and flicks her tongue out at you. And uh, she is a ghoul. And she's like, don't make me turn you into a ghoul, big boy. Uh, Mo goes downstairs. He doesn't care about this. They're not. Mo, Rusty's not translating anything. This is not. Fun. No, he says, oh. she says that in English. In the, sorry, in the comments. You, you heard that one. She could always bite you and make you into a ghoul. She goes back downstairs. So, wow. so, so we've been attacked now by agents of the corpse fleet. They obviously know. Well, we kind of stumbled upon this first. The first group who was uh, uh, messing with your witness, who we went to their house to, you know, on the report that you gave us, and they were being uh, harassed by corpse fleet. So something. So her report's probably accurate. 
So what did they mention? There was some something she was going to go talk to something called a what? What was it? A bone trooper? No, it was something else, right? The marrow blight. Marrow blight, yeah. What do you know about marrow blight? Well, interesting you bring that up because I was doing a little bit of research while you were gone. And uh, the marrow blight you mentioned after you found it in the vat. And now you mentioned this. And she takes a look at the piece of paper from the journal. And she, she's like, I was able to cross-reference my notes. And I do know of one marrow blight named Xenrathian Morat. She's a hermit who lives about six miles outside the city. She's someone who uh, had a lot of sympathy towards the corpse fleet. I imagine this is all pointing to, to her. And I believe she had a nasty taste for flesh so this is all circumstantial but pointing strongly at this uh, Morat that's what she got from that note interesting where does this Morat reside they may have some few questions for her yeah she's a known corpse fleet sympathizer whom the authorities just we haven't arrested her just because well she lives uh, she lives so far away she lives six miles outside the city and she mostly keeps to herself, but she is known for her taste of raw flesh. And the missing flesh from the factory, combined with the rest of the evidence, pretty much points toward her involvement. She brings out a map and says, I can show you exactly where she resides if you wish to go pay her a visit. Oh, yes, we, would, we do. Yes, although, let's be fair, you also like yourself a nice fat of flesh. Oh, yes, but I won't resort to crime for my pound of Certainly not. She brings out the map and shows you, and it looks like the home is about six miles outside of the city, and it will take about two hours for you to walk there. Oh, I don't think walking's in our horoscope. Uber? Yeah. Do they have lift on this planet? Yeah. Not outside the, not into the boonies, they don't. Not in the splice. Yeah. Is there a place where we can rent a car? Or rent a, we want a 18... Like we want an A-team vehicle. Like yeah, you can buy vehicles big in the fan. game. Yeah. You might buy something if you want. Yeah, sure. Buy a motorcycle. Well, I don't want to buy something. I think it's a little bit more economic to rent it. I think that eventually like, we should all buy motorcycles and, and form a gang. <laughs> oh, that's a good idea. Okay, <laughs> now I'll buy something. Yeah, there's There are motorcycles. There's the basic energy cycle level I know. one. And uh, yeah, there's exploration buggies. There's land cruisers. There's, yeah, they I mean, let's see. The basic motorcycle 700 credits. Oh, okay. So Marrow Blight. I want to do a, a, a knowledge on that. Does anyone, can anyone help me with this, maybe? You actually did it already. You oh, did, did I? The, yeah, you oh. did the knowledge. And that um, you found out that they uh, are undead, that uh, are nasty, and even undead don't like them. And they have several bone spars coming into their backs and can attack with multiple multiple attacks. They're quite nasty. They're like the Nosferatu. They're kind of like Nosferatu with large tentacles of bones and spikes coming out of their back. They're not sparkly vampires. They're nasty, yucky vampires. All right. Um, well, we want to do this now, right? Might as well. Team. Yeah, I, I, I think so. Don't um, think we've got anything oh, else course. we need to do. So. I'm looking at, well, two hours isn't so bad of a walk. You know, I, re- I reload my pistol, by the way. Okay. I, we have to. I have to figure out how this ammunition thing works because the the gun only takes twelve, but when you buy ammunition, it comes in packs of twenty. 
Right. So that's exactly. So you just put in as much as you need. So you just put in the yeah. So I yeah, I, I, I shot five bullets. So I'm using putting in five. Yeah, are, uh, are we jet lagged at all? Like when we come from off world, mm. are we like tired? How 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 exhausted are we? It's only been like half the day. Believe it or not, yeah. you guys are making good time. Okay, but I mean, as far why as- are you exhausted? It's been a really relaxing day. I haven't even taken <laughs> a scratch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a physical specimen, so like. You know. I'm just thinking, uh, like, it's two hours there and two hours back. I don't know. Uh, it's night all the time, but I don't know if things get worse. You know, if we've been out around half the day, like, is it nighttime now or is it daytime? I know it's basically always night. It's always night. Does it get worse at any point? Is there anyone who knows that? Knows that? Well, it's a, it's a. I think it was a 15 day day night cycle. So it's with so twenty four hours. No, it's not going to change. It's, okay. uh, it's a very long, fifteen days is one night. Oh, so well, they have I, like I know. daylight I, for we, fifteen days. <laughs> yeah, it's light for fifteen days. Oh, dark for fifteen days. Well, is one it, thing is, about Mo, we know he doesn't. He's afraid of the dark a little bit. We do know no, that. No, he doesn't like well doing things like, at night. Uh, it, uh, have we been running around at night or in the day? I said it was dusk. All right, but it's dark, right? We're in the we're in the dark cycle as opposed to the light cycle. You're in a no. It's okay. It's like a dusk cycle. It's uh. You guys can all see. You guys are fine. You're not going to be affected right. by light. Inside here, it's sort of lightish because this is where living are allowed to be. But everywhere else in the planet, everyone has dark vision. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like light means nothing to these people. I know. Well, we have dark vision. I have dark vision. So. Right. In fact, these these rooms are only lit for. Uh, living otherwise none of this would be lit like if you go to other cities on this planet there's no lights none of that stuff exists yeah we can go there i mean do you guys mind right, walking do the vehicle no, i don't mind walking or many there's more uh, one of us has his own vehicle so yeah <laughs> that's true and i do Riding have jump saddle all right so i've used two charges from my zooming actually no i haven't i've used more I, i've used Three, yes, I've used three charges from my uh, suit. Out of all right, so let's go. Can I charge that up? Actually, I'm gonna look that. It up. takes the next day. You can do it the next day. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, then we go. We go outside the city. You guys leave the protective dome of the city, and immediately, of course, you realize, oh, that's right. There's no atmosphere on the outside the dome, but that's fine. Because you guys have spacesuits, so I presume. So you're, you're saying it's cold outside. There's no kind of atmosphere. Exactly. There's no atmosphere whatsoever. Maybe it's cold. <laughs> so anyhow, you're outside in the uh, the actual land, the landscape of Yaps. As you walk down the directions that were given, you see strange sights. In the wilds of Eox's blasted surface, you see things like mounds of skeletons and bones. You see strange mutated animals running off in the distance. You see what you think might be plants at one point, but have been turned into something horrific, like all twisted and rotten, and maybe they were once trees or some wildlife but they're all mutated and you even go by a forest that seems to be glowing 
a soft radiation of purple. It's a beautiful, beautiful world as you go through it all. It looks like hell. No, it looks worse than that. Oh. Uh, as the you... Uh... sounds nice. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. So are we saying Darkshire or the Plaguelands? Nice dark, yeah. Plaguelands, yeah, yeah. Plaguelands, probably Eastern Plaguelands. No, I'm saying I'm not even saying I'm saying Mordor. Like, wow, all right, yeah, that's that's what it is. Like the bad part of Mordor, like right as you're getting up to uh, the Lone Mountain. Yeah, exactly. Like all, right. all that. So you finally get to this location, the blasted landscape of a wholly devastated undead planet gives way slightly to a carefully cultivated area surrounded by a dilapidated hut. The displays are almost garden-like in their precise arrangement. Thin, pliable bones weave intricate patterns in clumps that might otherwise be living bushes with flutes of skin and cartilage that might be mistaken for flowers, if not for the disturbing shapes and abundance of brilliant colors. So in front of you, you see what appears to be gardens of bones that sort of kind of look like a normal garden. There's also a nice little path of which is also surrounded by bones which normally would probably be trees or shrubbery but instead it's bones. And then there is a rather large hut in front of you perfectly circular that is approximately 100 feet in diameter. Wow. Okay. I vote we don't go through the bones. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I think we go around. I vote we dust off and nuke the site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. I I'm thinking this is a place we want to show some respect and not be just walking through. Yeah, we should just walk down the path. I I pull my pistol out, and I have it at my side. Uh, I don't need to pull my anything out. Uh, mine is just strapped to my back. No, no show of weapons. Yeah, I'm going to pull out my two pistols. Don't you guys have called... What's that? No. no. No, I don't know what that is. Sorry. Wow. And, not, and not, not only that, it's like, well, I'm not going to explain it. Like, I, I can't do my trick attack if I have to draw in the same turn. I would stop Mo where he is there. Otherwise, well, he's not going get... any farther unless the rest of the party catch up. Yeah. It's um, TPK time. Okay, great. Well, no, put Tuttle where he should be. There we go. And for the moment, I'm actually riding Cheddar. You guys ready? You oh, yeah. ready for you ready for horribleness? Oh no! Are you ready for hell? Baba Yaga's hut. Are you ready for Baba Yaga's hut? That, that hut looks like it has <laughs> teeth on the roof. Well, okay, Steve. I have to say, my first complaint is you're complaining about you're describing the skin and bone like it's a bad thing. If you have bone struts, skin is the only thing that really adheres correctly on it. It's aesthetically <laughs> pleasing, and it also matches the whole ambiance. It would make sense that you like the ambiance of it actually. Oh, um, it's not me. I'm just saying architecturally. I mean, that's the only other way you could decorate bone. How, how long have we been traveling, would you say? Like, how far it out It took you two hours to get out here. I tell, I say, you know what? I could stealth ahead a little bit and see what's up. Ooh, that's a good idea. Uh, although, I don't think that this is a place where you're going to uh, be... I think you're not going to beat stealthy. <laughs> I think they're going to detect you a mile away. He's, I don't know. I'm pretty stealthy. I, I don't know the way. Mo does not know the way of uh, the undead, but uh, 
I think they might be prone to intimidate. I wonder if he should do the talking. I actually don't even know why. Why would you think that? They're, why would you think that? I say, I say, you know what? They're not. I tell you, they're not any more prone to intimidate than anyone else. Uh, and not necessarily more prone to violence than anyone else. Why can't we just have an adult conversation with this nice woman? All right, I'm going to pull out my pistol. Well, yeah. and I am going to, uh, in my other hand, pull out a Mark II grenade, which I'm not proficient in. I will attempt to stealth and sneak up. You probably want to make and a go like go like and go like right well. there. You might want to make a concealment okay. roll as well. You don't want to be... If you're spotted, you don't want to be seen with a grenade in your hand. Oh, you mean like a sleight of hand or something? Yeah, something yes. like that. That that might just be... All right, I mean, I can, know, I can... Tactically... I can... Nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. I come, I come ready, loaded for bear. So right. as you step off the path and go past the bones, you see these bone brushes and uh, brushes these bone bushes they appear to be about four to five feet tall and they appear to be quite densely packed as if they were arranged to look like as i said before bushes or flowers it's almost as if it's a garden of bone and skin give me your stealth roll okay 28 it's pretty pretty good you sneak up, you carefully dodge the bones that are on the edge of the path. You don't crunch on any. You go over the soft ground that's dusty, but mostly flat. And you are up against the hut of skin. <laughs> Nasty. Can I look in? There appears to be no windows, but there appears to be Little, little holes that maybe uh, where the skin doesn't fully connect with the structure of bone that you and, can and, sort of... And my poke. pistol is weird because it has a bayonet attached to it, and which is a knife. And I can um, I can cut a, little, cut a little piece away at the, at the hole and I look in. Okay. Totally okay. So you literally cut a little piece of skin it's much much tougher than it looks and it starts screaming lord <laughs> 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 oozes out of the wound can mo do something while really he does this yeah what does mo wish to do i want to do a heal i'm going to take a, a healing serum and oh, okay chug okay. it down all right Are those five. Five. Group healing perfect serum? wait oh yeah that's fine okay that's exactly what i am down so okay i don't want to go into combat ever in the red Yes, that's tr a true fact. Especially you. Um, okay, you, you chug your healing serum. What what did you say, Hiroji? I, I said I was looking in. You look in. It appears that you, you, you sort of look in, and it's hard to sort of figure out what you're looking at, but it looks like this is an incredibly cramped building filled to the brim with stuff <laughs> it seems to have jumbled stash of just body parts there appears to be furniture crafted from organic pieces there's junk the whole place looks like well if a graveyard came to life assembled itself and put itself into a hut made of skin that is what you'll be looking at it looks it looks like a normal would you say um a hoarder 
But instead of hoarding books, the hoarder seems to be hoarding body parts and bones and other horrific things. This is why I don't subscribe to the whole, oh, the undead are normal in this universe. No. Exactly. Once I, an undead, I, I don't understand. Dead. What do you mean? I, I report back over my comms uh, and, and to let them know what I see in there. It doesn't look pretty in there. Well, what kind of bodies? What species are we talking? It'll depend on actually how we treat this creature. Oh, he can't tell. I mean, these appear to be anything from humanoid to animal to God knows what. Well, if they're humanoid, that's wrong. Some of it can actually be grown. Much like Ikea, they do have Eox Ikea, which instead of you putting together wood, you put together, you know, bones and skin. You know, totally normal. The bones and flesh can. The bones and flesh gets right. <laughs> and you know the problem with putting that stuff together? They're always missing that last bone screw, you know? Hmm. Well, and I don't see any movement. You see no movement. It does not look like anyone is home right this minute. So I see no tell. movement. I'm going to circle around the back, and I'm going to move around around the structure. All right, show me uh, is there anywhere off the path where I could hide and stealth? Uh, off the path? Oh yeah, those bones, those like bone structures to the south. Those are those are four or five feet. They definitely provide cover if you want to go next to one. You can go inside them, but they're kind of horrible if you want to go in. Yep. Hold on. Belt of thirty-one, natural twenty. Wow. Okay. I think if, I think if I go here, that's double move from where it was. Okay. Eighty feet. Okay. Where do you want to go, Bob? Oh, I was going there, off the side of the road. I thought that's what you meant by those bones. Oh, I'm talking about the way. That, that, that one actually is good, too. That one there, you can hide behind that large bone. But to see the ones to the south, those are those are very high up. That's like a wall, or that's almost like a garden of bone. But the one that you're hiding behind, which is sort of along the path, that's good, too. So you're totally hiding. Yes, my that. thought was, if it came out its front door, or alternatively, came down the path to its front door, I wanted the option of being able to ambush does, does Hirochi have any line of sight? Can he shoot into this uh, hut? Yeah, he could if he wanted to. Okay. Like no negatives or anything like that? No, there's no negatives. Not right. yet. What do you think, Tuttle? Do you want to... Uh... Yeah, meanwhile, Tuttle's sitting on the big yellow robot, standing out <laughs> like a sore thumb. Yeah, most kind of standing out in the middle of the road, too. He's a big red light in the middle. and a... You guys, uh, I don't know. Um I'm thinking of just going through the front door, but what do you? I'm guys hoping think? there's a back door so we can do a pincer, a classic pincer maneuver. Sounds good to me. Mo's going up. Suddenly, as Mo is walking forward, Rusty is hidden. Hiroji is at the south of the hut, and Cheddar and Tuttle are moving to the north. Tuttle sees something. He sees something. At first, he is a little confused. Imagine Stranger Things Season 2. You see something rise from the hut, and it continues to rise, and continues to rise, and continues to rise. Beanstalk? No. A creature. A human being Standing 50 feet tall. Oh, I know what these are. Appears to be a strange two-tusked elephant. Perched on narrow, stilt-like legs, it is covered with horns and growths, its skin heavily blistered and cracked from radiation. 
it seems to notice you all. It is now standing well over the hut. It lets out a bellow and goes... Roll for combat! That's something you don't see every day. Wow. Yeah, usually these things are invisible. Is it floating or walking? It's walking, right? It is walking. It came out of the hut? No, it was like laying down behind it. It crawled up like a doggy, and it is now walking. It got up, and it now walked to there. It walked to the north. As it walks near Mo and Cheddar... Suddenly, those Geiger counters that you bought, oh, 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 Episode so one. long ago. I believe Cheddar, I said Tuttle had it on him. It starts to go off. It starts going off big time. Radiation. Hiroji, you can go. No, what's going on? Now, right. Hiroji, you're right up against the hut, so you can't really easily see this, but... You can hear this thing getting Did, up. Is its head like above the hut because it's that tall? Or It is, but not where you are. The hut's actually quite tall. The yeah, like I can't shoot it. but Yeah, where you are, if you back up, it's going to be a little hard to do. But think of it this way. The hut is about 20, 25 feet in the center. It's about 20 feet tall. So it's way up there. This creature is 50 feet tall. Wow. All right. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move. You should have line of sight on it. Well, he's right up against the hut. That's like being up against the building. And if there's a 50-foot thing, if he's going a little... He just has to move a little bit about, and then he'll have line of sight. Get to use that sniper rifle, finally. Well, that's true. Uh, Except my my hands are filled with other weapons. So I'm going to do something different. All right, so that's that. That's 40 feet right there. Okay, here's another. I I think that's my turn right there. Yeah, that's your turn. But you can... you. Ran around the hut, and you see this thing, and you're basically fighting a skyscraper. Jason, you're up. Uh, or are we running away from a skyscraper? <laughs> no, no. We'll oh, you're running away. Wait, can I make a free action as a knowledge check? Sure. Mysticism. Thank you. Thank you. I wonder if this is a life science check. Mysticism. It's a magical beast. A gargantuan magical beast. Things that have gargantuan in their names usually not good. You That's roll crazy. a twelve. Twelve, not great. You don't even know the name of this thing. You've mm. heard of these things. You've heard that there's these large creatures that live out here. That they were supposed to have been like cows at one point, perhaps, but they've been horribly mutated to these large creatures that some people keep as pets. But the people who keep them as pets are the same type of people who keep, I don't know, like, what are dangerous animals out here that you keep? Dragons. Nah, like in real life, like, I don't know. Like uh, like or, rattlesnake or... Yeah, exactly, rattlesnakes or a raccoon as a pet. You know, crazy people. Tuttle, you're up. Get him, Tuttle. Yeah, I'm going to have Cheddar, or have Cheddar move backwards while drawing my weapon. Okay. Cheddar's the perfect tank, dude. Actually, you know what? Now that you say it, I'm going to leave Cheddar in position, and I'm going to jump off Cheddar. Okay. Move action to get off. And then I'm going to step back. I'm going to do a double move and move myself back to the path. Move away! Move away! 
Yeah, I, okay, I got it. All right. And just as a curiosity, do my radioactive counter go down a little bit? Yeah, yes. As you walk, as you go away from the creature, the radioactivity decreases. Ishes, got it. Okay. All right, since I double moved, I can't do anything else. I suppose Cheddar could fire his... Cheddar has a standard or move left. All right, then Cheddar will fire his junk cannon. Just for grins. Junk cannon activate. Maybe it's friendly. It's just a cow. They actually are space cows. Friendly cows. Well, they were cows, but they got mutated into something terrible. Well, a six for a 12. Misses <laughs> by a lot. Can't hit the broadside of a barn. Well, if he, if he was friendly, he's not anymore. You literally shot... This thing is 20 by 20 and 50 feet tall, and you still missed. But it's because it's, it's probably got armor. It's probably like it bounced off. Actually, you're completely correct. That's right. It's like it's just like clink, clink, clink. It's like it's like fighting smog. Ugh. All right, Mo, smog, smog. All right, Mo is going to wait. Book smog or movie smog? He's going to pull out his um. Boy, I don't want to melee this thing if it's got radiation. Uh. Ah. 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 All right. So he is going to move there. You guys are all running yeah, away. Pull out not, uh, and point out a uh, my laser, trusty laser, artillery laser. Okay. I think that is what I have. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Okay. So and because so I can always call my tactical pike. You guys should totally look up uh, these uh, fusion things here. They're really good. Um, and, I have a fusion on my gun. Oh wait a minute. I have a haste. Uh, what's your jig? You have to activate it, though. Yeah, and it only works with the full attack. Well, it lets you move faster, too. Yeah, I don't think I need to move faster. All right, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to shoot. 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 Uh, 21 misses. Shoot. Right. 11 for 21. You, too, miss the creature. All right. <laughs> Oh, can okay. I also do a mysticism? Yes, you may do your mysticism. Sorry, I, I had the window open the whole time. Sorry, Bob. There's a 12. Oh, boy, a 12. That's what I got. All right. You don't even know the name of it. You don't even know what planet you're on. <laughs> Bob Rusty is up. Okay. Um, fighting it is not going well. So... Uh, I say, I make a bluff check. Any Oxian, I say in a stage whisper to my compatriots nearby, i.e. such that it will hear it. Um, that's right, boys. Pull him away. Draw him off from the hut. Once we pull him back far enough, we'll have him right where we want him. Now, we are wearing our spacesuit, right? Because we have to? Yes. So that's not going to work. Bluff of 34. Yeah, but you have a helmet on in spacesuit. Uh, do I? Yeah. This is like this is like to this is a toxic environment. Although, well, I don't know. Oh. Did you? It, yeah, this uh, is yeah. Oof, might not be open. <laughs> well, you got to tell me if you were walking around with. Uh, I, I would have worn it. Yeah, I would have okay. worn it. Okay. There's got to be some type of way of communicating to somebody who's not on our com. Yeah, oh yeah, he could have. He could have pressed a button, and it wouldn't have been a stage whisper. It would have been you just saying it out right. loud. 
Yeah, I want to say it out. Well, see, this is this is sort of a a thing that comes up a lot in this game. In that, you know, with technology, it's like if you're wearing a helmet, you're not going to be able to say stuff to someone who's not wearing a helmet. Like they're not going to be able to hear you at all, especially from any kind of well through the speaker. What speaker? Like a stormtrooper has little speakers on their helmets. You know, they, right. Okay, but I mean, there's nothing that says that. I mean, I guess you know, there's a lot of stuff you could. No, I'm going to say that. It, I, no, I'm going to say that it does. They say it does because, you know, why? For actually, very simple Move reason. Along. I'll along. tell you why. That if you go to other planets that have other other toxic elements, you and they're normal. They're just sitting there and they want to communicate with you. You need to have a speaker on your helmet. So you mm -hmm. need to have a way to hear and talk outside of your space. All right, that's uh, that's fine with me. So I would say it's fine. Um, Eox actually does have an environment. It's just you know toxic and deadly. So like sound works. You know, Unless you're in the area that's not like the spike or whatever that. that... Yeah, or if you're undead. You know. Right. Okay, Imagine. so uh, I uh, that was my active bluff check. So it was a standard action because I was actually doing it for a purpose. Um, Are you trying to make it flat-footed or just trying to... Uh... No, I'm actually trying to fool it. That's why I spoke in Eoxian. Okay. Uh, it's, I wanted to believe that it needs to stay near the hut, that our plan is to pull it away. So if we pull back, it will not chase actively. Got it. Uh, and that said, I'm going to move 15 feet away. Uh, coward? No. You, uh, do you speak Eoxian, Chris? Yes. So you understood what I just said. Okay. You don't have any standard this actions. This is also the first time. This is also the first time you've ever heard me speak Eoxian. Really? Wow! Excellent. That's well, things are becoming clear now. <laughs> the creature moves up fifteen feet towards Cheddar, and then from that's right, twenty feet away, it attacks Cheddar with one of its arms. Oh my God! <laughs> twenty foot reach. Rolls a two. Hits with a 24. Oh, my goodness. And does 22 points of damage. It actually was 23, but he does have damage mitigation. 2d10 plus 15. Roji, you're up. Mm. That's rough. This is going to be fun. Uh, okay, I will put it out there. This is by far the hardest thing you'll have ever encountered and then some to date. Yeah, this is something we run away from. Right. Which is why I made my strategic move to disencourage it from chasing us. Yeah, so we're in retreat. The, the, this is this is this is pretty deadly. I can see it from there. Totally. Right? Yeah, it's fifty feet. How up far the away ground. is it from me here? From here? Uh, from you? It is sixty-five feet. Sixty-five feet. Okay. I think that's within my first range increment. I need to look that up. I wish it was on the character. It's not, I don't think, right? Uh, I could put it on. I didn't put it on your character because usually you guys are close quarters. So, hey, There's a picture of you guys fighting this thing. There, that's you guys fighting it. Oh, man. Okay, hold on. Well, they're fighting this thing. That's a clue. Well, they are. That doesn't mean we will. I don't know. Because that doesn't look like Mo down there. <laughs> I do like how... The Vesk is wearing a spacesuit, but the android is not because they, they can breathe out here and it's fine. Rusty, can you make mysticism checks? Sadly, no. Well, hold on. Actually, I took a new skill or two this level. One second. No. No. 
Right. Um, it's out, it's outside of my. Well, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna do my um, trick attack. Let's see how that works. Oh no! I put one rank into mysticism, giving me plus one. All right, I'll roll on my turn. Ugh, God. Twenty. Yeah, How'd you roll with... three? Oh uh, man! It's just you know, it always comes at the worst time. All it right, does. I take a, take a shot. Well, it comes during combat, aka the worst time. Yeah. Roll a ten for a nineteen. You miss. Okay, my turn's over. Tuttle, Jason, you're up. Yep. Uh, what if we draw it away and Hiroji goes into the hut? I'm going to move back and I'm going to move Cheddar back. I guess I can shoot as well. Roll an 8 for a 17 and miss. Chad uh, is up. Cheddar runs away. Brave, Mo. brave Sir Cheddar. Mo is up. What you doing, Mo? Uh, engage and um, melee. No, oh, no, no, no. Is there a door on this hut? Yeah, there's a door in front of you that appears to be closed. Are there actually holes in the ceiling? Yeah, it... like how, how porous is this? It looks like I could slip in. Uh, is it's that... not that porous. It's not porous enough that you can slip in. And as I said before, it is, uh, it's rather, um, it, it's rather tough to skin, but. You can, if you wanted to cut a hole in the side and slip in, sure, you could do that. A little and how line. tall is the hut, this dome? 20 feet plus. 20 feet. Uh, right. I'm just wondering if this might be a jump jet's time. Now, yeah, keep in mind this, that. yeah, that's true. So keep in mind this creature's 50 feet tall. So Yeah, but it's only got a 20 feet range. It's only got a 20-foot range. True. So, so get into the move center. 30 feet away and shoot it. Move 30 feet away and shoot it. Yeah, shoot but it. then what are you guys going to do? Um, All of that. You guys can get on top? I don't think... Cheddar no, will. I meant uh, a withdrawing battle. It depends on how quickly it can move forward, because so far it just moved, what, 10 feet? No, it, moves, uh, it moved 50 feet one turn, and then it moved 30 feet. Okay, well, there you go. So. It was 50 feet and 15, actually. But yes, it moved at least 50. Hmm. Well, I definitely can outrun it. So, <laughs> um, All right, so we're going to... Yeah, I think I'm... The other thing we could do is disperse so that only it can only attack one of us at a time. <laughs> Kill one of us at a time, yeah. <laughs> Separate directions, everybody. All right, so... All right, enough talking. I'm going to activate my jump jets. I actually have to consult these rules. It's part of a move action. You can activate them and yeah. fly during movement up to 30 feet with a maximum height of 10 feet. Or 20 feet straight up. Yeah, it won't get you to the, to the roof. Yeah, but my haste... Well, it can get haste, me... Haste, haste won't affect your jump jets. It's just your base movement. Right, but what I'm saying is that I can jump 10 feet... And then scramble up for my second move. If I do a double move. No, I'm sorry. I don't think it's going to work now. All right. So I just tactical withdrawal, I guess. Yeah, those holes are actually, I was looking it up. That's actually the bone structure inside the skin. So think of it this way. It's sort of like, yeah, there's holes there. 
um but it's it's there's still structure there like so you would even if you cut through the skin you're gonna have to go through the load bearing bone which is literally written in here so yeah, oh, you're running away it. and taking a pot shot yeah roll a three for a 13. Oh, this is ridiculous what is up with this oh, it's just bad luck man it's unbelievable but it's every time we get bad luck uh, are what? We... It rolled a two. Yeah, and it hit. Are I mean, we, still, it still hit you, but, but it rolled a two. Are we frantically running, or do you want a better chance of getting a good shot at it this round? No, you guys get away. Get away. Just full, full on. No, I don't need to do that. I'm running and gunning is what I'm trying to do. I am moving 30 feet away, and I will take my move action to I mean, say, get them. Just in case anyone wants a parting shot, you'll have plus two to hit. That's a good idea. Even me, or I'm not. In, I'm not in range. Doesn't matter. It's it's the party. Oh, uh, nice. Let me look that up. Actually, I might be wrong on that. Over the comms. We need our spaceship for this one. It goes. It goes in front of the door. It moves forty feet. It seems to be standing in front of the door directly, and then it also takes another swipe at Cheddar. Cheddar, get away. Uh, you and. Oh. You and your allies get a morale bonus to attack rolls. It does not say that you have to be within 60 feet of me. Wow. Whoa, it hits Cheddar for... Rolls a 35 to hit him. So there's sparks coming out of his head. 33 points of damage, though mitigated to 32 points of damage. Wow. Cheddar has... How many hit points left? Cheddar has six hit points left. So it went through its... uh, It went through its stamina? It rolled two tens. Cheddar doesn't have stamina. He just has hit points. Wait, it rolled 2d10 plus 15, and it got a 32. Okay. 33, actually. So it rolled two nines. Everyone has been waiting to see how you guys handle this fight, by the way, on the on the Discord. Running away. I'm not running. I'm fighting. No, no, no. It's, it seems to be stopped by the front door. Dude, within range. I got my plus two. Let's do the stealth for the Got trick it. attack. Got okay, it. here we go. 35, oh, baby! That's man. what I'm talking about! Oh, man. Let's see if it's enough. <laughs> it better be enough. 20 plus the CR? Is, it's a 15 okay, it's CR? Maybe. Barely. Barely. <laughs> really? Barely? All right, okay, let's it's it. enough. It's not barely take, enough. All right, I'll take an attack. You got it. I got, yeah. I got a hit. Probably should be using one of my special ammos, but whatever. Uh, so that's a plus two to that roll. Plus two. Roll 17, you miss. Rolls a six for a 17. Wow. Not even close. Well, if I consistently roll below a 10, yeah, that's, that's what happens. You actually rolled a 10 before and missed two. Uh, Jason. Yeah, no. You feel radiation seeping through your suits being this close to the creature give me a fort save Mm-mm. your geiger counter went crazy 16 you fight off the radiation sickness now you may go yeah i'm just kind of considering my actions here uh, will we be seeing cheddar version 4 i'm going to move back again and then I'm going to give up my action, and then I'm going to 
tell Cheddar to get the hell out of there, and he's gonna double move. Kidoki. There you go. Nice. Mo is up. All right. Well, um, he's not going to. I'm not gonna run past you guys. I'm gonna run at least near you guys and take another shot. I mean, this thing has no idea that Mo's even attacking him because he freaking misses every time. So, uh, yeah, me too. Uh, no, all right, none of you have hit it even once. It's it's just it's just walking. Hasn't Cheddar hit it? No one's hit it. Oh man, this thing is just taking a little stroll. Watch, it probably has like three hit points. All right, artillery laser. <gasps> Look at that! You hit twenty-eight and does eleven points of damage. I'm so happy I did average. I'm so happy I rolled does average for that. Get him actually do extra damage or no? No, just plus two to hit. Okay, so actually I rolled a thirty. Uh, you squarely hit it. And it takes a little bit of damage. Tiny oh, scratch. Yeah. Those are that we're throwing little toothpick spears at it. <laughs> if I can hit it, I can do a lot of damage. Oh <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh-huh. Alright. No, he actually can. If you crit, he can do like sixty points of damage if yes, you can crit. I can do a lot. Uh, you, you have your own way of making it flat footed, right? Yes, if it yeah. yes. <laughs> If okay, so it. no, I'm saying so. My my making it flat-footed attack is less important to you than the getum attack. Okay, fine. Uh, what that tells me is I will use my move action to give you a plus two to hit with getum, and I will move. And as part of that move action, I'm going to pull out a shock grenade mark two, okay, and move back to here to get in front of Cheddar. Okay, it goes. It's scanning the horizon. Let's out a bellow. After getting hit by the laser. Comes to there. Uh oh. <laughs> oh. Iron range. My. Oh my. You have armor on. Maybe it'll miss because you have armor. As it goes towards Mo and Tuttle. Tuttle. <laughs> Tuttle plays possum. Tuttle's like. Uh. Tuttle has I'm hoping he won't ask because I'm very short. <laughs> He's like, it's like I've never been so happy. I'm so tidy. But Mo hit it. It didn't aren't, like that. Aren't elephants afraid of mice? Yeah, that should be terrified. Yes, it should be scared of you, but it didn't notice you because you're too small. However, it hits Mo with a gore attack. What do you mean? They haven't even rolled. Well, there's actually a huge delay. I don't know what's going on. Oh. Hits you with a 16 for a 38 and rolls, pr oh my god, almost minimum damage. 19 points of damage. That's it. He gets a plus 18 to hit. Hiroji is up. What is the armor class even? No, I'm... it's actually gets a plus 22 to hit. Oh, oh yeah. is that I'm all? At plus 22. We can kill it. This would make a great trophy for our ship. This thing can be a ship. I love this concept of you guys. You're you're you are fifty. It's fifty feet in the air. It's I love fifty it. feet. This thing is enormous. If it can bleed, it can die. Yeah, everyone. Steve here. So sorry to leave you in the middle of a cliffhanger, but the fight is very, very long. I think it's almost the entire session is just this fight. So there's no way I was going to make it just one episode. 
Or I could have made it one episode, it would have been a very long episode, but too bad, I'm making it two episodes. So you'll find out what happens next week, but it is not looking good for the fellas. A few small notes I will mention. First of all, the thing they're fighting is an Elikoff. You can actually look it up, it's in Alien Archive, page 48. So if you want to follow along and see what this thing is. The second thing I want to mention is that we actually make a small mistake with the fight. I'm going to talk more about this next week when I give you my recap of what I thought about this fight. But the big thing is that the creature has a radiation aura. But mentioned in one line in the rules is that if you are wearing armor, you are immune to radiation. Or rather, if you're wearing light armor, you're immune to low radiation. And if you're wearing medium armor, you're immune to medium radiation. Now, they all wear light armor except for Mo, who wears medium armor. So a lot of these roles that I've been doing or are going to be doing also next week for the radiation, I should not have been doing. Now, it doesn't really affect things that much in the scope of things. And it doesn't really affect the fight. And we talk about it later. But... It is very, very easy to miss. And I will tell you that the fact that the radiation really doesn't affect them really makes this creature a lot easier because that's kind of the big part of this creature is that the radiation can do serious damage to you or kill you. And considering most people who have light armor aren't going to go right next to it and get doused with the medium radiation, it makes it a lot easier to attack. Now again, I'm not going to get into it this week, but it is a very small note that one of the problems I do find with the Starfinder rules is that, I mean, all role-playing games have this problem, is that, you know, you'll have a 600-page rulebook, and in one sentence, in the middle of nowhere, it'll mention something like this, and we found it after the fight. It was a mistake on my part, so if you are going to run this, do note that radiation will not affect your guys if they're wearing armor. As for my GMPC tip, I wanted to discuss player aids and whether or not you use them at your table. So I am actually a firm believer in using pictures. And when I used to run games in person, mostly Age of Worms, I've always had access to color printers my whole life. Even when I was in the 80s, believe it or not, I had a color dot matrix printer. Way back when, Apple made this amazing color dot matrix printer. I used to print out things in color, and people's minds would be blown because no one had color back then. It was dot matrix, for God's sakes. But ever since then, I've actually always had access to laser writers and color laser writers, so it's easy for me to print out color pictures. So whenever I would GM, I would always, well, pretty much scan images because I had access to scanners and print out the pictures of what the monsters look like. I also had access to Photoshop, things like that. Of course, in today's day and age, you know, I'm talking about ancient history here, this is incredibly easy. You can just rip out images out of PDFs, or better yet, just look on the internet for any of these images, and you can easily find them and download them and print them out. But I really strongly recommend, if you're a GM, to print out and use images, because it really helps. I know this is like theater of the mind, but when you're trying to describe something like this Elikoth, which is unlike anything in, well, anything that exists on Earth, it's a lot easier if you have a picture and you can see what it is and then everyone can also imagine what it's like. 
The other thing I like to use images for is for the PCs too, because it's very hard for PCs to actually know what other PCs look like. And you can go out and get, you know, custom images, you know, made for your PCs. They're actually pretty cheap. There's lots of people out there who will do it for as little as like 30, 40 bucks that will do a custom image of your PC. I think it's money well spent because if you're playing with your friends, you know, the image is a thousand words. It really helps when people see what you look like. And if you can't do that, then do the next best thing. You just go on the internet and find an image of what you think your character looks like. And I'm going to give you a little hint. Rusty is loosely based on Brad Pitt from Ocean's Eleven, whose name is also Rusty. So, if you guys want to picture in your mind's eye what he looks like, just picture Brad Pitt from Ocean's Eleven, and that is what Rusty looks like. So you sort of, you know, again, just by me even saying that, probably changes a lot of preconceptions, for good or for worse, hopefully for better, but now you kind of can know what it looks like in your mind's eye. But for our show, of course, we have images, and I try to put a lot of images up on the Discord, and I have an image of every single episode of what the big bad is that they're fighting or encountering that day, so that you can at least see what it looks like. But in addition to just pictures, whenever I go to Gen Con, I always like to look around to see what other people are doing. I actually saw once at PaizoCon, someone brought a laptop and an entire television set to show what everything looked like. Now, that's a little overkill, especially going to a convention, but I applaud his effort. I've also seen people do 3D terrain, which is incredibly useful. I've seen people do whiteboards where they have these large boards where they put down notes and they draw images and they put up pictures and stuff and again anything that just sort of gets you involved in the game and you can go the other way too which is just pen and paper and maybe a map and then just some scribbles and that's it I find that's almost a little too simplistic for my tastes. I think you can do it that way, but in this day and age where there's so many tools and so easy to find images and just print them out, I think you should at least have some visual aids to help your storytelling, both for the PCs and the GM, as it really adds a lot to the game. And finally, if you guys have any hints or tricks of things that you do, please let us know. Please go to the Discord channel and tell us some of the tips and tricks you do. One of the things I like to do, if you go to the hobby store, you can buy these one-inch round wooden pegs. They also sell two inches, three inches, four inches. And I like to then just print out on like a hard stock paper an image of like PCs and monsters. I cut that out, I use a glue stick, and I put it on those little one-inch pegs. And then I can use that on battle maps to represent creatures. It's really quick, it's really easy, they're cheap. You can buy a hundred of these wooden pegs for a couple of bucks at a hobby store. And then when I'm done with them, I either keep them or I throw them out. Especially when I go to Gen Con, usually what will happen is I'll go to Gen Con, they do weigh a bit. I'll go to Gen Con and I'll have like 50 pounds worth of images and minis and stuff. And then I throw them all out and then I go back with like five pounds. Or I fill up my suitcases with board games, but you get the gist. As for show notes, Got some general show notes. First of all, a new podcast, as I know, every Tuesday. Do subscribe to us on, well, whatever you use. And do check out Jason's Talking Combat column every single Thursday. Do join our Discord if you want to play some games and test out the new classes at discord.rollforcombat.com. Also, if you get to level 10, you get a free t-shirt. So do check that out. Do check us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Do check out the Reddit channel. Do check out the Patreon if you wish to support us. And then finally, 
I am going to mention one thing. I got a little messed up these last couple of weeks because I was on jury duty for over a week. And not only that, the last two weeks of my life happened to have been the craziest two weeks of the year. So you take the craziest two weeks of the year. My wife's parents are in town. My parents are in town. My kids are singing all over the place. My daughter was on the Today Show. My kids are singing at Carnegie Hall on Wednesday. A million things are going on. And on top of that, I'm going away for two weeks during the Christmas vacation. So, with that all being said, there is a chance that I might take a break. The show's not going anywhere, don't worry, we're not going out of business or anything. But I might take a break just because I have to actually now edit and get all the shows ready for the next three to four weeks. And I only have a week left to do it before I go away on vacation. I was planning on doing this, but the last week and a half between jury duty and messing up my work schedule and my life schedule, I really have been running out of time. So I might take that time off just because it's going to be impossible for me to do the show while I'm away on vacation. So I'm just giving everyone fair warning. I might take the winter vacation off and then we'll come right back starting nice and early in the new year. Haven't decided yet. I'm trying to get through the shows. I managed to get through next week's show already. So now I just have to do two more weeks. But it does take a while and there's a lot going on right now. Anyhow, just keep that in mind. I'll let you know what the decision is next week. If I can get three shows done in the next week, then you'll be golden. But it does take me a while to get these shows together. So hopefully I can. Otherwise... You guys will definitely be here next week. You'll hear the conclusion of this fight. Find out if they live, if they die. What I thought of this creature. What I thought of the fight. And I'll give you tips and tricks on how to run these encounters with really big boss monster creatures. Otherwise, I'll talk to you next week. See ya. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at rollforcombat.com. Or drop us a line at contact at rollforcombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to check for traps. <laughs>